Lightsaber beats nuke. Yeah. It, that's just that's just the universe. smelled bad on the outside a show that if you want to understand you have to know just just one thing none of us are ducks none of us no ducks we we tried to have a duck in the band once his name was howard he did play drums he was he was quite incredible but then i think he got a movie career or something. He, he got a movie deal it was it was something else. We the weird to... bearded fellow named George. Okay. okay, stop right there. This thing I ever heard, not because I heard, but I saw. I've seen Scott do the old blues man voice. His voice, his face doesn't change that much. Jim, your face morphed. Yeah. Face got all squinty. Face got all wide. That, that's it right there. Yes. So this one time. I'm the old blues man. Have you never? I do this every time, dude. I don't think I've never seen you on video doing it. Yeah, no, seriously. Every time I sit down to do this character, I change my face to fit. <laughs> yeah, Jim. Jim has Jim's you that also method. Shrink, like two inches. How did you do that? It's slouching. The shoulders come down. The face goes, and it's just so. This one time, <laughs> there we was in Atlanta, and Get how this is man? I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, I have never eaten duck. I've eaten quackers, which I have been told are some sort of biscuit. I have eaten dirt. It is it is quite economical. It's low cost. High in minerals. But I have never eaten duck. And this Howard fellow was here. And he was he was following along with his girlfriend. I think she was his girlfriend. I am not one to judge in regards to the nature of love. <laughs> love is love there, Zeke. Uh, who, who are we to say that a man duck <laughs> and a human female cannot find solace in one another? But he was there with her and I said, Sir, are you edible? <laughs> and... I think he. Taylor has- responded, "Yes, he is." <laughs> and on that <laughs> note, <laughs> hi everybody. <laughs> you can hear the audience groan, and they're not even here. That's how that good was that awesome was. And you know it. You would have <laughs> said it if you had thought of it. I'm thinking of a completely different A word, Jeff. <laughs> there is awe in it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my name is Scott. I'm Jim. You would have said it. You would have said it. If you thought of it, shut up. You would have said it. You're just hey, trying to do that to crap from the Ghostbusters episodes and all the other ones. I know better. <laughs> oh, God. So, I got nothing. Okay, actually, there's one order of business that we need to settle. This is deeply serious and uh, has great import on the rest of life as we know it. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No. What's a hot dog then? A hot dog? Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Because yes. if a hot if a hot dog was in a sandwich, it would sit evenly between the bun, and there would be a gap on the other side. You can eat it like that. I have. Whenever the bun breaks, you know, then you get stuck. Then you kind of you don't. Them together, you you failed as a hot dog. You but, made a sandwich at that point. But like a like a submarine sand like like a a meatball sandwich can be prepared exactly the same way. But should still split on the back. No, no, it shouldn't. Yes, it should. Then you get sauce everywhere. So you turn it sideways. If I made a sandwich? Yes. (laughs) Sandwiches have gaps on the side or things coming out of them. But it, no, a sandwich is just meat and bread. Between. Yes, no, I know. We argued this earlier. You can literally put anything in there. No. I thought I totally thought you were gonna go with steak and ketchup, but okay. No, no, that 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 is obviously wrong in a crime. Yeah, <laughs> tube steak. I'm not gonna lie. I'm actually like seriously quandering this 
No, it's a real question. It's serious taxonomy going on right here. <laughs> we are thinking way too hard about it, but we are thinking. Well, I feel like if you were to, like, joke aside and my usual bitterness, if you were to say to somebody, I'm going to give you a hot dog sandwich, the image that comes to mind for me when I actually say that is a hot dog that has been cut, like basically cut into discs, placed on bread, probably with mustard. Whereas just ordering a hot dog is, of course, just a wiener in a roll. I've had breakfast sandwiches where they do that. They cut like a sausage link in half yeah. down the length and spread it out over the sandwich. Yeah, and I would call that a sandwich. Like if I was presenting that to somebody as a sandwich, I figured that's probably what they'd imagine. Oh, uh, Lord. Yeah, so that, that that's a thing we had to settle. You you in the comments, you're the deciding vote on this. So you, you have to let me know. Uh, as... and, you know and listeners, you know I'm right. Okay. That, I, I will see if I can embed a poll. I might have a widget for that already installed. If, if not, not, Scott, install a widget for that. Yeah, find the code. Future me. That. Do that. You're going to be sitting here in like a week going, God damn, past me. Why'd you push this on me? <laughs> past yeah. me always hoses present me. That's how past Future me works. Past me is right a now, tool. Yeah. God damn it, how do I do this? That's true. Past me is a tool. But there <laughs> we go. Uh, so obviously we have pick of the week. Jim, what you got? Just, you knew what I was going to choose. You choose not to delay it? Yeah, let, let, let's get you out of the way. Okay. Let, let, let's give Dan a break for once. So, this week I am at work, and Death Race 2050 is on sale for 10 bucks. Now, it, now, that means it is available for sale at $10. There's no way anyone is charging more than 12 for it. Yeah, if somebody, if somebody gets to 15 you look them straight in the eye and tell them they are a bad man because they are clearly trying to screw you. Because Roger Corman didn't spend more than $10 on the entire film. So why the fuck should you? Yeah. No. So, picked up Death Race 2050. We, we watched it Friday night. It's terrible. It's, it's god-awful. It is schlock cinema through and through. It's got some delightful philosophical bits. It's straight back to the satire. Malcolm McDowell, he you expect him to be phoning this in. No, he is bringing his A game. He is fully committed to being president of the evil United States. Yeah, the Again. United Corporations of America. The cast is exactly the kind of absurdity you expect from any Roger Corman movie, let alone Death Race. Oh my God, was it good. Well, Manu Bennett's in it. Yep, and he's great. Manu Bennett is just great. Yeah. I've not seen some, him do something and be been upset with him doing it. I am fairly certain the guy playing Jed Perfectus was not given a script. He was just told to yeah. do that. Here, this is your goofy character. Just do whatever comes naturally. Because there are scenes where it's like, you couldn't script this. Nobody would think of this. No, it was wonderful. If you've never seen any of the actual Death Races, because I would argue those three sort of remakes that are closer to Twisted Metal that came out in the early 2000s were not really Death Races, but Death Race 2000 from 1975, Death Race 2050 from 2017, both are wonderful. Check them out. They're a lot of fun. See, now you tried to save Dan, but fuck that shit. Dan, what you got? Uh, All right. Just because I'm a huge kaiju fan, I gotta say it. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, that's Skull fair. Island... You know, a lot of people are going in and expecting like some kind of or homage to the original. I'd say it's kind of a mesh of all all three previous iterations. This uh, the the thirty three film, the seventy eight film, and Peter Jackson's. The the CGI is great. The monsters are great. I had all the allusions to future projects, and if you are an idiot who stands up in the leaves before the end of the credits, you are a dumbass. Don't do that. Don't, don't leave during the credits anymore. I, why do people still do that in anything at all? You know people put shit in the credits and after the credits now. That's normal. I, I didn't know if Logan had a, a, a end credits, so I pulled out my phone as soon as the credits started airing. And I'm sitting there looking it up, and three guys around me just kind of look down. Is there any credits? And I'm looking it up. No. Like, okay, we all pick up our crap and leave. There was, they were playing Johnny Cash. You don't leave during Johnny Cash. Yeah. I, I have that song. I'm going to just do it whenever I like. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it's good that you have that song, because the Logan soundtrack doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, we got to that point, and I'm like, it's about goddamn time I heard Johnny Cash in this fucking movie. This movie was built as though it's a Johnny Cash fucking piece. All right. So, Dan, you got to yeah, throw well, to someone. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so enough talking about Children of X-Men. Um, it's just to be an ass to Jeff. Why, why is that an ass move? I don't know. Huh? Uh, just, you always bitch about being picked, so. <laughs> okay. Not well, actually, today! My pick goes to Moana, which I watched earlier today. I picked it up on Blu-ray because... Okay, because it came with a $10 gift card and I wanted something else. But anyway... But I picked it up. I was like, yeah, oh, you can this use that ten dollar be... gift card to buy Death Race. No, um, I picked up when I picked it up. It's like, okay, this is going to be Lilo and Stitch meets Frozen, which is kind of what it is. But it's still surprisingly good. It really comes right down to it. It's like, hey, this is Frozen if it was set in like old school Polynesian area. It's kind of fun. Hmm. They're really addictive, just like Frozen, and the characters are funny, just like Frozen, and it has the rock in it, not like Frozen. You know the. You know, you can't prove that The Rock wasn't the giant snow monster in Frozen. Yeah, you have a point. You make a point. We could check IMDb. It wouldn't rule really... it out. You can't prove it, James. We could ask Dwayne. James, Fitpat- James Fitzpatrick Morrison, you can't prove it. My middle name is Andrew. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but clearly... You've Fitz- seen my health card. <laughs> clearly, Fitzpatrick is your a better middle name for you. Uh, I worked with a guy whose name, whose last name was Fitzpatrick. It's a give and take. Like I always just called him Joe Fitzpa, because because <laughs> why not? Stop! Stop! I what? just realized something. So you're James Andrew Morrison. Yes, he is so the, the jam, jam man. He, he is the jam man. Yes, <laughs> you are the jam man. Have you never heard this before? No. Nope. Middle names don't come up. Well, they do now. <laughs> Just suddenly realize I'm the Jam Man, he's the Jam Man. It's all yeah. good. Scott, go. All right, so uh, my pick of the week is going to a different movie. Uh, in this case, it's uh, Lupin the Third, uh, Gravestone of Jigen Daisuke, which is kind of just uh, two parts of a four episode OVA that they decided to turn into a feature, into two feature releases instead. I'm not entirely sure why. But anyway, it's part one and two of a story arc that's kind of a follow-up to uh, Fujiko Mine in that um, it's from the same team, uh, same style, same sort of tone. And it is about uh, an assassin who gets the the world's greatest assassin, who is also a roboticist, because Lupin, is contracted (laughs) to kill Jigen. And uh, Jigen and Lupin have to uh, not get assassinated and then counter-assassinate the guy and... It's great. There's there's some fun gun stuff, um, and the robot pays off because there's like a six foot or a twelve foot tall gimp robot with a drill for junk that chases Fujiko around a pool. Sure, Feel like what? I've seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, not the rest of what you described, but that movie. Well, it's for a bunch of masked rich dudes in Eastern Europe, so it's like clearly this is some sort of bizarre kink club. They're going to eat her when this is oh, done. Oh, yeah, like, when like when it's done, they're also going to eat her. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it it's it's a really solid Lupin movie. It's more of that style of the Fujika Mine series. Uh, I'm looking forward for to finally watching the second half, which came out of Japanese theaters, like, last month. Uh, the second half is about Gaumon. Presumably, he will also have to beat some sort of horrible assassin. Uh, I guess the only downside of the first two parts of it, the, this first half, is that uh, there is no Zenigata. None. Ooh, that's disappointing. Yeah, uh, it's also, uh, the English dub is an entirely new cast, uh, out of Bang Zoom, but it's, it's so it's, uh, yet again, a new Lupin movie with no one who's ever worked on a Lupin, so uh, it, it actually turns out pretty well, but it's sort of like, oh man, nobody. New new loop, new movie, new Lupin voice. But there we go. Uh, so our topic for tonight is we are talking about Disney Afternoon, which was this thing that happened uh, where you would watch a bunch of Disney cartoons in, in the middle of a Sunday afternoon. It was great. And sometimes yeah. after school. Yeah, no, no. It was never a Sunday afternoon for me. It was always after school. You come home, you sit your butt down in front of the TV, you watch Disney afternoon. Okay, so I guess... And you always miss gummy bears because your school bus driver sucks. Okay. So I guess I do have to establish that this is the weird bit of, you know, Canada does it weird, where it only ran on weekdays, or only ran on weekends, and it actually had a live host. Yeah. Yeah, it had had a guy... Yeah, there was a guy in Edmonton who would, like, come in 
because uh, children's programming in Canada for the longest time could not run as many ads, you ended up with like two spare minutes to fill. So they would bring in, so they'd bring in like much or MTV style guys to just sort of hype things up uh, coming out of commercial breaks. And there'd yeah. be like little segments. Like I remember the year they introduced the Toonie, uh, the $2 coin in Canada. This guy, like he got one the day of it. It's like, so apparently there's this manufacturing disc defect where the middle section pops out and it's just two minutes of him wanging it on the floor hoping it'll break see, and then it's like uh goof troop now see i remember <laughs> hearing that i never saw that yeah i never saw it happen i never saw the toonies break so i kind of question if that wasn't just bullshit i'm, I'm sure it happened people well i'm sure people heard about it and took hammers to toonies to prove it yeah there's your bit of canadiana folks yeah so you hear there were some defective yeah. coins out there, so you beat all your coins out with hammers. Yeah. Yeah, once in a while. Look, look, people found out the iPhone would bend, right? And people started bending their phones. <laughs> Nintendo apparently decided to make Switch games taste terrible. Up to this point in my life, I've never wanted to taste a video game. But now, as a fuck you to Nintendo, <laughs> no, I kind of want to. This is welcome to the human race. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> touch, don't touch that plate. It's hot. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Hold my beer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, for those, of us in the, for those of us in the States, I mean, I didn't have the live host, but, like, you know, they always had, like, the, the, the crazy previews and stuff, and, like, the Disney afternoons, like, they actually kind of started doing some stuff with syndication around here, where once a show came out of the rotation for the afternoons, they would throw it in on the mornings. So I wake up, I eat my cereal, and I'd be watching uh, DuckTales or uh, Darkwing <laughs> Duck. <laughs> okay, who wooed? Scott. <laughs> we all thought it. You can't Darkwing pretend we didn't. Duck. I'm sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. Uh, well, okay, the theme songs were all catchy as fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the list of like the canonical Disney afternoon ones. And, there and, is this... and they all have ridiculously addictive songs. Yeah, they're all great until you get to the Mighty Ducks. We we pretend that doesn't exist, Scott. That that wasn't real. No, it was real. They had guns no. that shoot shot hockey pucks. Yep. No, no, the Mighty Ducks was a live action <laughs> franchise movie franchise about kids playing hockey. Behold our ultimate weapon, the Zamboni machine. Yeah, yes. they had a turtle van, except it was a Zamboni. Yeah. Uh, oh god why not why, why wouldn't they yeah. why would they not have a space zamboni with guns on it you can drive a zamboni to tim's to pick up a coffee a zamboni can do a lot of things see that that's the problem right that there you canadians if it has a zamboni in it you're like you know it's not that bad yeah, we not? are predisposed to the work of frank zamboni i'm sorry <laughs> how that man's a wonderful thing how has Frank Zamboni not been introduced to the Order of Canada yet? Minute. It could be a jar of mayonnaise uh, on the screen for 15 minutes during that last minute of Zamboni show. Like, yeah, hey, uh, oh, you mean the Hellman Zamboni Hour? It's yeah. great television. CBC got a grant for it. <laughs> I, see, this is, this is going to go out there. Somebody from the CRTC is going to be like, wait, did we actually do that? Did we get... <laughs> Crap. I'm gonna have to look yeah, into that. Gonna be a weird episode. Speaking of looking into things and the CRTC grants, we might qualify next year. Ha! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Canadian content grants! <laughs> You're filling out the forms for that. Oh, that's fine. That's okay. perfectly okay. I gotta contact so, Sam Jackson anyway, so that's so, just on my list. So I guess to, to get to the point. We're going to step through a few of these shows, at least, and just share our thoughts. So, Gummy Bears. The, it started it all, and at the Bouncy same time... Like, it was a good show, but it's kind of the forgotten child. There is... Yeah, there is no one running around doing, like, heavy metal covers of the Gummy Bears theme. Yeah. No, yes, Until you say it. Oh, I'm sure I can find it. I have to look it up on YouTube right now. Gummy Bears metal version. In fact, yep. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Remember, I didn't it's think there. anybody did uh, Linkin Park car captors until <laughs> oh, I mentioned yeah, it. And we you found looked, it. You found it within two minutes. 
Never doubt the capacity for fans to mash crap together that just didn't need to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the hell Gummy Bears was coming out of. Because when you look at the rest of it, it's sort of like, okay, these are clearly just genre shows with characters they with characters they already had designs and voice actors for. Yeah. And then there's Gummy Bears, which is a, f- a fantasy adventure show about bears who bounce? It, well, it seems to kind of be drawn from st- basic children's TV programming at the time. Like, that's the same fucking vein as, as Teddy Ruxpin. No, Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah, kind of. Like, Teddy Ruxpin like, didn't have as strong a fantasy bent, but it still did have that fantasy bent. And this kind of just dialed that up further. Like, the other thing is, I, I wonder is, like, was there some tie-in to the candy? I mean, they spell it like the candy, right? They have to have been. Like, there has to have been some sort of connection. I just, I don't remember any, any weird, it. like, I, I don't remember any weird. Link in the show notes for Heavy Metal Gummy Bears theme. Oh. <laughs> Actually, link in the show notes for a Heavy Metal version of all of these theme songs. I'm betting I can get it. I can, I'm betting I can hit all of them. Oh, yeah. Even Quack Pack. Part of me really wants to hear the Darkwing Duck one. That's probably great. That's oh, probably going to be the highlight. Yeah, that's that's just going to be metal. There's no question. <laughs> uh, I still think my favorite of the Disney afternoon shows, though, just because I'm an aviation nut, was uh, Tailspin. Oh, Tailspin was so cool. I have no idea what made them say, okay, let's take the cast of the Jungle Book, mash it up with pulp yeah, adventure that, that comics, no yeah. sense. and kind of have this weird sense cheers it vibe it made no sense why it was good but it was good and we still don't know why well blue is flying an airport a plane a seaplane delivering cargo for sheer Khan and other people and what the hell did i just say well i think blue it's one of those is 1933 han solo yeah effectively yeah functionally he is a variation on Indiana Jones. But I, maybe that's the reason Tailspin actually did well, was Tailspin doesn't try and talk down to its audience. Well, Tailspin was just like, hey, we're going to draw planes flying around. We're going to have machine guns. We're going to have fruit. Yeah. A lot of fruit. Now, now I will argue that uh, Tailspin was not the best show, but I will say it had the best villain. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Don Carnal. Who happily <laughs> reprised his role for Rebels. Yep. Yeah. Wait, what? Jim Cummings played Don Carnage, who is also playing Hondo in Clone Wars and Rebels. They're the same guy. Yeah. When you stop and think about it for a second, wait a minute. I heard that, you know, not too long ago, and I'm like, oh, they their voice the same. Oh my god, he's Don Carnage. <laughs> he doesn't even change the voice that much. He doesn't have to. Why would you? He's yeah. the same guy. <laughs> Don Carnage is basically if um, Lucy's husband from I Love Lucy became a pirate. Yeah. And he just dropped the, a little bit, only a little bit of the Cuban accent, and there you go. Yeah. Well, like, there's like, he's a goofy villain, but there's also this level of sinister, sin, like, evil sinister mastermind, because he makes a weapon out of, of mass destruction out of fish bowls. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He's a cartoon villain. That's They're all their weird deal. and crazy. He's like if Goldukat was crossed with MacGyver. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> that would that would be a bad day. Okay, so so I mean again, I'm reaching back like god 20 plus years to remember some of these, but like the one episode of Tailspin that sticks in my head and I can't I I will never be able to explain why, but he and Louie start a pizza delivery business. And they, they 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 decide the secret to keeping them hot as they hop between islands is to cook the pizzas mid-flight by nose diving into volcanoes and then pulling up once they're ready. Yep. Because that, no, that's that's perfectly reasonable. Like, how do you cook your pizza? Uh, okay, if I had a seaplane and a volcano, yeah. right? Like, I... just turn just turn the cargo deck into a cook cooking surface like we'd be doing this constantly not just for pizza it would be any time we need to cook food i'd be doing this at the start of the day for bacon and eggs it would be great you want some grilled cheese sandwiches you fucking awake you gotta be <laughs> oh, okay 
All right. So the the other okay. Here's another one that I can't explain to anyone. Okay. So Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is like okay. Let's take the two chipmunks that vex Donald Duck sometimes. Dress them up like Magnum PI and Indiana Jones, and they fight crime. Yep. You was know what? Rat, it was still the coolest shit ever. Oh no, Damn I get right. that. They they went up against yeah. some sort of mafioso cat. Right. I just love the fact that uh, Gadget was MacGyver. Yeah. Stop and just realize for a second, in the terms of, you know, Hollywood heroes, Magnum P.I., Jones, MacGyver, and I'm not sure what Monterey Jack was. Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius, like, yeah. Really, he was mostly Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Which, and Zipper you... was like, you know, the mascot. The sidekick. Yeah. yeah. Unnecessary at point. Yeah. And then the last thing in that first year was, of course, the the crown jewel of this whole thing, and the reason why I started thinking about Disney Afternoon because they're remaking it. Ducktales. There we go. See, we're required <laughs> by law to say that. Uh, Ducktales uh, is great. Well, it makes. I'm not going to say it completely makes sense that they're trying to resurrect it. I mean, part of that is definitely nostalgia. But well, this... also, like, like, okay, so Carl Barks Scrooge McDuck comics. Yeah. Are still around. They still have a lot of cachet, and I think part of it is I think they just started exporting them to China recently. Oh, okay. I know Japan had Karl Barks Scrooge McDuck comics at basically the same rate Belgium did. Belgian comics don't underestimate it. Jim and I will talk about Tintin eventually. Yep, that'll be our lowest ranked episode. <laughs> uh... We still have the Germans. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But DuckTales is, um, it, it's functionally those Scrooge McDuck comics are with some expansion. And I like the idea that Scrooge McDuck makes his money by spending it all on crazy shit and then earning it all back. Yep, I'm going to blow this cash on, I'm going to go to a haunted castle. Why? Why the fuck not? Because there's more loot in the haunted castle. But you could just invest it in this crazy no, no, adventure no, 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 you no, have. No, no. You could, you could, you could have launch an airline. Nope, Haunted Castle. That's how I make money. On the way. I still think my favorite was the, the like three parter where he's like, oh, I'm gonna race my rival to find some lost city in the Himalayas. Oh, we find it, but we trigger something in finding of the the hidden treasure that just destroys the entire valley. But I still made a crap ton of money off of it. Well, didn't they end up fighting the over Uncharted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's it, though. This is, again, just weird pulp adventure stuff with ducks. Well, your least relevant bad guys have their numbers and the striped suits every time. They have freshly broken out of jail. Every week. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are clearly not a threat to anybody. Uh, well. But they are straight out of Benny Hill. Like, yeah. Think of all the characters that... I mean, they basically used to start it up with was Scrooge, Hugh and Louie, Donald, and every other character that was completely original. And how many of them are now, like, immortal? Gizmo Duck, Bubba Duck. Yeah. Launchpad. Launchpad. Launchpad, my freaking quack. Any <laughs> landing you can walk away from. Look away from. <laughs> Straight. Uh-huh. I, I, I have a personal headcanon that Tailspin, DuckTales, and Darkwing Duck, because Darkwing Duck and apparently Darkwing Duck and... DuckTales are in the same universe. Yeah, no, yeah. they cross over. Yeah, that's Giz- Gizmo Duck shows up for two-parters on Darkwing a lot. Yep. Or yeah. I watched but, that same two-parter a lot of times. One of the two, right? I'm not going to You figure out which. I still believe that Tailspin's part of that world, too. Probably. That's the past. That that that's Their, their history just has way more aviation. <laughs> well, it makes sense. When you've got, you know, bipedal... Avians that can talk? I feel like flight development is going to take a bit more precedent over ground transports. Because, like, we used to be able to fly. Let's fly again. But we still need sweet motorcycles for our superheroes. Yep. And a monopod (laughs) for our cyborg that isn't a cyborg. a password called Blathering Blatherskites. Why not? Nobody would say it. Nobody can (laughs) say it. Oh, man. Darkwing Duck's great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. No argument. Just it's great. More launch pad. Ridiculous superhero parody. Well, that was part of the fun. Was it was kind of jigging at the comics that were on the go at the time. Darkwing himself was clearly a shadow slash Batman riff. Yeah. yeah. And Except unlike unlike all superheroes, 
you know, superheroes are supposed to be the noble. They're doing it for the good of the humanity. They're doing it to save people. No, Darkwing Duck is doing it because he wants to be famous. Of course. But we have <laughs> heroes no, now that do dangerous. that. Damn credit when it's done. We're good. Oh. Well, screw that. Screw, screw Gizmo Duck for taking all the credit, right? Just yeah, because right. he accomplished everything yeah. and is friendly. Just because he showed up and saved all those people. And was friendly afterwards? Why does he deserve the credit? I was there doing my thing. I was there shooting my gas gun at people. Which I reminds... love the fact that he narrates himself. Oh, that's that's wonderful. I still can't wrap my head around the heavy gas grenade in the game. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, how do you make gas heavy? I don't... Mm. Well, okay. How does Scrooge McDuck dive into coins? That shouldn't work. Yeah, no, someone did the math. Even as a kid, you... I was like, no, you'd like get a concussion. Duck magic. <laughs> Duck magic. Plus, what, what, what was it the death battle calculated? Oh, his collective wealth is like 200-some trillion. Well, they, they had to figure out, like, th if those are all gold coins worth $20 each, and it fills a building that big. Yeah. How much would that be? And the answer is absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> it is it is the entirety of the planet's economy. The fact that he's made that money twice. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, they stole me lucky coin. I've lost everything. I got my coin back. I make it all back. In the history How? of rich in the history of rich fictional people, the rules are number one, Scrooge McDuck, number two, Bruce Wayne, number three, who gives a damn? Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. That's just it's completely unreasonable. Plus, Scrooge Scrooge is way too fit for a guy his age. Well no, he's what, been a hundred and fifty year old duck. So Yeah. Look, no, it makes perfect sense. He spends all his time trekking through the fucking jungles looking for more gold that he carries on his own, cause why hire people to carry money for you? I know. It's but a that's waste of I mean. perfectly good money. Like, dude is the duck equivalent to Jacked. He's Jack LaLanne. <laughs> yeah. Interesting metaphor, but okay. Why not? Like, this guy somehow has the business acumen, the general intelligence, and apparently the physical stamina to, again, fill that bitch twice. <laughs> Which also means he could have completely filled it had he felt like it. He got it about half full and went... Nah, this is good diving range. Like this is what I need. I don't want to. In, I don't want to have to install a ladder to dive anymore. Yeah, this is as high uh, a ladder as I'm willing to spend money on. All right, so oh so, god, yeah, we got to get to like the '90s and the we, other stuff. We got We 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 got a few more to Do chunk we have through. To? Well, yes. we'll we'll chunk through. There's a few coming up that we'll chunk through that are good because we've got Goof Troop, which unlike all the others makes sense. Yeah. Goofy is a suburban dad. He has suburban dad problems, yeah. but he's also goofy. Well, his best friend is Pete. Yeah. Really? Why? No, his neighbor is Pete. Pete is trying to hose him at every turn, but, and he's too dumb to realize it. Exactly. But for Goofy, Pete is his best friend. No, Max is his best friend. It, That's actually it's, true. it's in the movie. Yes, but that... Are we going to talk about the movie for a minute? Let's. T do you want to talk about the movie for a minute? The, the Goofy movie was fantastic. Just straight up, no question, great songs, great story. If you somehow are listening to this and haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. It's got not Prince in it. Yeah. Yeah. It is wonderful. I still remember the Powerline uh, song at the end. I don't know why, but I do. Because all of the songs in this block stick in your brain forever. Yup. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate cast. I'm looking at that and going, there is you can't catch a damn thing with that. Like, like not even if you're fly fishing. Well, no, because the point of fly fishing is that it's supposed to sit on the surface of the water for two seconds. Yeah, and then yank. It's like, what? What are you doing? And of course, it's, perfect cast. Yeah, it's goofy. It doesn't being goofy. have to make sense. It's perfect. Yeah. But yeah, Goof Troop made sense to me. It's like, Goofy has a kid, he has suburban problems. Well, that was, that was also, because that's kind of part of these, is they're dabbling in what worked for adults. That time, yeah, suburban sitcoms were common as hell. Well, and then, you know, going back to Ch Chip and Dale, like, Magnum P.I. was a show that ran for like 11 years. Yeah. So you've got that kind of, this is what your parents are watching, so we're going to poach a bit of the visual, so you can look at it and be like, wait! 
Maybe this is actually what they're watching, and I can watch this too and not be in trouble because it's 9 o'clock and I'm supposed to be in bed. <laughs> yeah. Which, I guess, speaking of 9 o'clock and you should be in bed, this is, I guess, where we come to our next one. Bonkers? Which is... Who framed Roger Rabbit almost, maybe? See, I will readily concede. I don't remember Bonkers. I question if any of the affiliates out in the Maritimes ran it. Okay, so Bonkers started up in, like, 94. And it yeah, was... exactly. It was a bobcat who was a cartoon who joined the human police force so that the human police force could police cartoon crime. I'm not averse to this idea, but this... I he feel was like... partnered with a gruff human detective who would not accept anyone else's nonsense and was yeah, colored in I a completely was... different palette from the rest of the cartoons so that you could distinguish that he was real and not a cartoon. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be well, honest. I don't really remember watching this one a lot. I remember it, and I remember it distinct, and I know why no one remembers it. At least I know why in the States. I don't know if this applies in Canada. You don't remember this because when they aired it, they aired it right up against another show on another network called Animaniacs. Yeah. That would do it. it. Yeah. That would do it because that, yep, that is how you shoot was yourself a, in the face. <laughs> right. That's about the time that I was switching over to the Warner Brothers blocks. Yeah. And also, because, I think it only the, ran for like 26 episodes or something. Okay. That's cool. Well, there, there's an episode of Animaniacs where I forget the name of it. They're the old gray squirrel oh slappy yeah Fla slappy squirrel criticizes her son or her son her grandson for being an idiot and said that's what you get for watching that stupid bonker show <laughs> uh, yeah i think that that one probably has and now we get into the era of these things don't stick around that long because uh, with one notable exception well a couple of good a couple more good ones to come out of this but there's schnookums and meet the funny cartoon show which is disney trying to be ren and stimpy with no understanding that ren and stimpy is just whatever comes into their heads and cannot be imitated can you click plus your disney show and you're not allowed to be that deliberately crass they don't even i'll show you schnookums so jim is lost well, no, it's, I have this vague feeling I recognize it, but it's empty in my head. It, it was... Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is really, really Kovalik. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, the, it was just straight up, let's be Ren and Stimpy. You can't do that. That was why it failed. Like, by that point... And they also put it up against the Maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, by that point, like, that's if, 94, 95, I'm 12, 13. That's the kids who are now starting to watch Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, and also, it, it so it ran 13 episodes, nobody liked it, and it went away. Oh, that's a shame. Then we got Gargoyles. And, hey, look, Star Trek. Oh, Damn yeah. straight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and that, that's the right response. Okay, we, we I'm going to put a pin in that, because we have to do a whole episode about Gargoyles. Yeah. The second I actually finish rewatching it. As long as we don't have to talk about that god-awful third season. We won't. It didn't happen. What are you talking about? What third season? Never Th happened. <laughs> but Gargoyles. Great show. Mostly Star Trek. It's yeah. It's not even mostly. <laughs> okay. That was the animated series so, that, of TNG that, that was never made. But the moment you realize that Puck and Data are the same person. Holy oh. shit. <laughs> but with Keith David to make things better. Yeah. All yes. Right. So then there was the Aladdin spinoff show, which was... That was a property they, I won't even say they milked, but they really managed to get some run off of that. Yeah, I mean, they I remember so liking it. Like, and I mean, I'm predisposed to digging on Arabian Nights style fantasy. Yeah. But that, I remember kind of digging on it. They got some really good stories out of that show. Well, like that one went for, what, two, maybe three seasons? 86 episodes. Like, Holy crow. 86 episodes and two movies. And, like, that was, like, one of the first shows that I ever saw that had... Where they they beat the villain, but they didn't beat the villain by being, like, clever or coming to an understanding. They beat the villain because of tragedy. Like, Jasmine gets kidnapped by some weird sand demon, and she finds out his backstory finds a way to help him, but Aladdin and the rest of the crew show up and kick his ass and kill him. And I, re I just remember that because she was very upset about that. Well, yeah. Yeah, and also, this had 
basically everyone back from the movie except for Robin Williams. Yeah. And, you but know, she was the best part of the movie. Castellana subbing in, so we got a bit more Homer than yeah, that, we would have otherwise. Yeah, like Genie by Homer. Yeah. But it's no. Weird when you think about it. Yeah, no, that was a solid show. Um, and then the only, then the only thing I will give a the only thing I will give Aladdin, which I enjoyed about, is Gilbert Gottfried was a parrot as God yeah. intended. Well, yeah, Gilbert Gottfried as Iago was good no matter how you slice it. That made the return of Jafar kind of tolerable. Yeah. Just that, saying, Gilbert Gottfried uh, was supposed to be born a parrot. It didn't happen, so this fixed it. It's, I can accept that. I can accept your view of cosmology, yeah. but I will not donate. <laughs> I will not put anything in the collection plate. Actually, no, I'll put 20 oh, cents off Shake and Bake. There you go. Good enough. I'll pay for my soda tomorrow. Yay! I, I can just accept it because I've heard his version of the aristocrats, and yeah, no, I'd rather he be, <laughs> I'd rather he be a parrot than ever have to put that again. Granted, well, the joke is that it's not a joke. My favorite version of it is when the family shows up and actually has a talent. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they just show up and it's, the son manages to make a full ship in a bottle in like 10 seconds. I'm like, well, that's actually, that's a really interesting take on a joke that is normally just everybody's on fire and eating each other because let's try and gross each other out. I hate the aristocrats. It's a shitty joke. That's I don't know if this point. will make it to air. It's a shitty joke. That The point of the aristocrats is that it's shitty. Yeah, but people still treat it like it's not supposed to be. The, no, it's an exercise. Yeah, no, I know. It's can you say something that makes no fucking sense and is terrible? And to a room full of people who may try to throw chairs at you. No, the point is that you tell it to other comedians so you can, critique, so you can critique stuff. No. Ugh. <sighs> And then things get this bad. This is a weird show. This has been a weird hour. This has been a weird couple of months. Yeah. Amen to that. Where's my, my beer? But yeah. No, well, then for some reason, they're like, let's do a Lion King spinoff. Okay, there's part of me that says that the Lion King spinoff made sense. The idea that Timon and Pumbaa developed this big following because they're the comedy characters from from a successful well, Disney they're, they're from a successful Disney property, so we'll just get, you know, these two guys to be a comedy duo, and then it falls apart because they do weird sitcom-y shit every well, week? They were the comic relief in what was otherwise a functionally serious piece. They were Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. Nobody just watches Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yes, you do! That play is excellent, and the movie version is really fun, because, really? yeah, the movie version has Gilderstern or Rosencrantz, it's not clear, uh, constantly having sight gags where he discovers things before other famous discoveries. Okay, that I'm okay with. Like, there's this whole bit where he figures out buoyancy and displacement in the bathtub. He, he sets up, like, the swinging ball thing, the steel ball experiment, like, he's... Like, he's kind of a genius, and no one acknowledges him. Okay. But, like, for whatever reason, it's every episode is Timon and Pumbaa are somewhere completely different, and weird things happen to them, and that's it. See, no, you know what that is? You know what you just loosely described? Pinky and the Brain. No, Pinky and the Brain had a premise where they wanted to do something. Yeah. Timon and Pumbaa were just... They were somewhere new doing something else. But that's what I mean by loosely. Yeah, this strikes me as the they timing. tried to they tried to compete with Pinky and the Brain, and they figured we've got an established property in these two. We can do this. Yeah, it was. You got to look at the timing on it, Scott, because they both were running at the same time. Pinky um, and the Brain was better. We could half turn oh, yeah. this episode into Warner Brothers at this point. Uh, well, we've done a couple of Warner Brothers episodes deep diving in the archives. Uh-huh. <sighs> I, re- I remember the Tiny Toons versus Animaniacs argument. I remember being in that episode. We made it years ago, which is kind of disturbing when I think about it. Well, How like, long have we been doing this damn show? Uh, well, there was this point where, like, a week ago, I had to be like, oh, it's the 20th anniversary of Daria. Let's dig up the episode I did with Sam and Kim about Daria just to throw up on the Facebook wall just for, like, hey, flashback Thursday sort of thing. And then I'm like, this episode only has two digits in it. This, this, when, 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 this is from year two. Oh my. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. I was supposed to follow this episode up with a couple of other episodes about MTV cartoons. We never did those. 
I am always up for talking about downtown in the head. Always. Yeah, I know. Downtown was one of the greatest yeah, pieces of animated feature ever. Episode and it's all your fault. Well, that's because I've seen like three episodes of Beavis and Butthead. That's really all you need. It's the yeah. same damn show every right. time. It's like every other episode. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I feel like Canada has a weird appreciation for Clone High that no one else does. Clone High was good. <laughs> yes, but no one else remembers it. I remember. I remember that. Remember, what was the name of the cartoon that was Max? Big purple monster the thing. Max? The yeah. Max? Yeah. Mighty Max? No, it was The right. Max. There was The Max and Aeon Flux. Both of them were airing. They were intended for more of a teen to early adult audience. Because there were comics on the go at the same time. Well, co- The Max was a comic first. Yep. Aeon Flux was a comic after. But I guess we get into, a- after weird-ass Timon and Pumbaa hour, they tried to bring back, theoretically, the Disney-style short. And also... DuckTales by bringing with Quack Pack, which were all joke series about the duck characters. Well, if I'm not mistaken about that time, that was about, what, 2000, 2001? Uh, yeah, that tail end, so like 98 plus, yeah. If I remember correctly, that's also about when Disney bought ABC here in the States. Yeah, and it, it and they started merging Saturday morning, with- right? Yeah, they moved it to Saturday, yeah. and they also integrated all the different ABC shows like Recess. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that I can't think. Doug, <laughs> well, Doug was Nick. Oh no, Doug they, they, moved they, they, they to ABC him. and Disney. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah. Those, those that last season of Doug I, that no one likes. I, I always remember that. Ep- that's what happened to Gargoyle. There was the first two good seasons, and then season three was moved over to ABC. And oh my God, what have you done? Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it was I, kind of a death now. Yeah, and then the the last thing I think they released was the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Proceed to hate. You 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 explain look, why look, the Alien Duck Hockey Show was bad. Yeah. Look, look, we know what's going to happen. I'm gonna say it's gonna suck. We're we're all gonna say it's gonna suck. Except you guys are gonna be okay with it because it has a Zambo. In it. We already talked about this. It, it well, has hockey. Thing, We're not allowed to say anything bad about it. That's the thing for that's me how about the Mighty works. Ducks was it was kind of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles light. Yeah, but I think but that's what they were going for. Oh, that was the that was the stated goal. The stated mission statement of this was remember at the same time same time this happened, Disney now owned the literal Ducks, Anaheim Ducks franchise, and they named them the mighty ducks yeah. i said hey i got an idea we now own this hockey franchise let's create a cartoon based around them that has nothing to do with the film that inspired this right so yeah, film, let's get this group of myth that inspired us to build a hockey club which inspired us to build a teenage mutant ninja turtle ripoff okay here's the thing i i will say that this show is absolutely inferior to teenage mutant ninja turtles except for one thing the same bony we know no Let's he let let me just say who played the villains. Okay. Frank Welker, Tony J, Clancy the Kurgan Brown, and oh, cap it all off with Tim Curry. The villains are so fucking fun to listen to. Yep. Yes, and but they still don't hold a candle to Dan, Don Carnage. Even Tim Curry could not top Don Carnage. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> If we asked him to be some sort of sky pirate fox man, he would do it. Yeah. And he, we would love it. Frank Walker probably already has. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Don't you be talking trash about Clancy Brown. <laughs> yeah, no. He will cut your head off. He will put staples in his own <laughs> neck. Like, <laughs> you shave your head. That's a fine way to cover up your identity. Why the fuck are you putting safety pins in your throat? You're just doing this because you can now. Better burn out oh. than to fade away. Also, one of the best Lex Luthers. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Freaking. Like that's like you could do a whole show on just how Great all the different Clancy voice Brown talent is? that. Well, all the different voice talents that would go back and forth with the between these shows, these shows, and the shows on WB and other networks. So much Jim Cummings. Uh, so much yes. Jim Cummings. Guy likes to eat. <laughs> Guy got really. Ho- Guy kind of got hosed by the sag. Yeah. 
by saying that, oh, he can't play more than three people in one show. Bullshit. <laughs> He, you could do I the Jim Cummings power. Let me do it. Well, here's the thing. I'm fully convinced that they would reboot Winnie the Pooh if they didn't have to give Jim Cummings three paychecks to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, well, that's really easy. You make one to James, one to Jonah, and one to Jim. There we go. Jim Cummings is always and forever a hero of mine because he, at a convention once, read the lines of Darth Vader in the voice of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Of course. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, bother. No, he, he said, and I quote, in the voice of Winnie the Pooh, you are part of the Rebel Alliance and a spy. Take her away. <laughs> now, imagine that as Winnie the Pooh saying that. It is on YouTube somewhere. Oh, it yeah, it's the all over the place. One thing in life you didn't know you needed. Uh, God damn, these shows. Nostalgia. But they're rebooting DuckTales. Which is I, what brought about me thinking about DuckTales. Yeah. Woohoo. Yes. They're, they're bringing in some good voice cast. The, uh, the, the, the preview I've seen, the one that surprised me the most that I'm going to like and never liked in the original, I love the way Webby sounds. I love the way she talks. And Webby always annoyed the hell out of me in the original see, show. See, you're with me on this, Jeff. Sam would say that Webby's great. And I'm like, no, Webbygale is shit. Webbygale is a pain in the butt. Get off the screen, we don't need you here. Well, Sam is yelling at me from the she second can... floor for saying that Webigale is shit. <laughs> well, well I, shit. the one thing I, lo I, I loved in the preview is just the the fact that the, the, the triplets are, like, self-aware of, of things with them. It's like, okay, you know, Webby asks, okay, which one used the evil twin? Huey? Yeah. Huey's <laughs> like, man. <laughs> See, I like that they're Not actually hard. establishing different personalities amongst them instead of it just being, you know, Mortal Kombat ninjas. You mean they're not Mortal Kombat ninjas? They basically are. I'm but... pretty sure Huey's has ice powers. It doesn't come up. Wait, Dewey has the ice yeah. powers. See? See? <laughs> they're the same goddamn character in three different palettes. <laughs> one's got ice powers, one's got acid powers, and one's got fire powers. Ugh. <sighs> Now I have a mental image of three ducks performing fatalities on each other. Yeah, go Thank for you. it. You're welcome. <laughs> At least I went with fire instead of blood powers, because they did introduce a character with those. Because, <laughs> boon. Quite. This has been a very strange hour of my life. Not that I didn't enjoy it, mind you. I'm just saying it's been a weird hour. This, this, is, what happens, this is what happens when we have to swap topics last minute. Yeah, and that's fine. This is a result in... great episodes of utter madness. Yeah. yeah. Which are you... Usually the best episodes, which is disturbing when you think about it. We have all these big elaborate Thanks. plans and all these big elaborate things we're going to do, and then the best episodes, and we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Well, it's conversational, right? The audience likes to tune in and feel like they're part of the gang. Yes, but... You could be part, part of the, the gang, gang if you gave us some money, <laughs> by the way. We like <laughs> money. Helps with the server card. Uh, hint, hint, hint. Fucking Gladstone. Hint, hint. hint nudge, nudge. Say no more. Monty Python sound crave. I might watch all of Monty Python. Do it. Python's wonderful. Uh, I will not buy this record. It is scratched. <laughs> oh God, that's where I get all my voices for yep. Strahd. Yep. All, all, all of my D and D right now is just Hungarian phrase book. It works. My hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> Hoover. As long as, as long as your mother was not a hamster, all is well. Well, his father did stink of elderberries. What so. do yeah. elderberries well. smell like? I don't know. I have never... Nothing good. Okay, you know what? We've got some... Wait, no, we have elderflower booze upstairs. Yeah. We don't have elderberry booze. Was it Magicka that Sam was trying to think of earlier? Yeah, Sam was trying to remember Magicka to spell. And, that, and I think like these shows all had really great villains, and the fact that most of them tried to build a roster superhero style was great. Well... That's how you make a good show in general, is you make no, sure no, an interesting villain. No, no, you fight villain. Cobra Commander every week. Cobra Commander is an interesting villain. You fight I'm pretty sure Cobra Commander bad guy was in from, Darkwing Duck at some point. You fight... I can't what was the bad out. guy from Inspector Gadget? Dr. Claw. Do Claw. Well, yeah, you fight Dr. Claw every week. Yeah, but Dr. Claw is an interesting no, villain. No, Dr. Claw is an arm, a jet, and a cat. And a bomb... <laughs> Don't forget the bomb. The bomb is right there in the opening sequence. He doesn't actually have a face. There isn't a reveal on that toy where they put the thing in the way so you couldn't see his head. It's just a bomb. 
You're gonna look up Dr. Claw? <laughs> yes. Dr. Claw had a face. That there, see? That's what he looked like. No. Nobody cares. It was a bomb. See, I was convinced Dr. Claw was a robot arm in that chair and nothing else. And they were being ruled entirely by the, the cat. Time that Dr. Yeah, the cat was running. I was convinced things. for the longest yeah. time that Dr. Claw was actually that uh, the police chief who was giving him the job at the beginning of the show. Because every time he would gadget would somehow blow him up, I'm like he's got to be Claw. He wants revenge. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, you just sent Gadget to his death. I he tries. He, that's why he's time. trying to. That's what he's trying to do. Gadget should be dead 30 times well, over. Admittedly. But the kid and the dog just, haven't figured out. Whatever Gadget is seemingly cannot be killed because there is no meat in Gadget. Like, whatever that face is made of, that is not human. He's like oh, he's beyond he's like Robocop. Robocop. There's a little bit of human left in the head, but that's about it. He has a fully collapsible helicopter rotor that is contained inside his skull. There is nothing I didn't say in there. He was smart. No, but there is. I didn't you, say he had a large brain. You can't cram a helicopter in there. <laughs> and a third arm just for holding a magnifying glass. And the magnifying glass. <laughs> uh. <laughs> this is what. Who pumps Batman's tires? Nobody pumps <laughs> Batman's tires. This is why adults are not supposed to go back to childhood thing. Because we over-examine it. Uh, but we still need more bystander stories in comic books. It's true. That's why I'll accept Powerless for now. Ugh. I get that it's problem. I get that it's not good, but I think it it's a thing we needed. Because Gotham refuses to be Gotham Central as is good and proper. But we need, we need young Bruce. No, we don't. No, what we, we don't. need is... Christmas Alley need- and Renee Montoya arguing and solving murders for 45 minutes a week. And occasionally the Spectre. No, no, this is before he became the Shadow no, Spectre. I, I liked that. I liked when he became the Spectre. I ca- they have not released those digitally yet, and really? I'm upset. Like, I'm waiting for a whole bunch of things from that era to come out digitally, because they have not done Ruckus Run where Montoya's the question. They have not done the uh, Christmas Island Spectre stuff. You can't buy those as digital comics yet. That's horseshit. And it was before trades were a big deal, so you can't fucking find trades of them either. No, you're going back and you're finding single issue. Yeah, and I'm like, sorry, I'm not hunting long boxes anymore. No. I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> I got nothing else to add. I think we've. Got well, the fact that we're, Jim and I are arguing about old DC comics from post one of the crises says we're I'd just done. like to point out we, yeah. we began the evening arguing about the merits of a hot dog as a sandwich. We ended the evening with Dr. Gadget. We have crossed an amazing bridge, folks. We, it was quite a journey. Thank you for joining us. You know. Maybe it's all in his chest cavity? <laughs> How does it extend up his spinal column? But, well, like, the only thing he ever seems to pull out of the chest cavity is he pulls the button and he inflates, but that could just be in the jacket. So I'm thinking maybe everything is just contained in there. So, so there, but again, it, the, that means that the, 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 the helicopter rotors are doubling as his spinal column when yeah. not in use. Yeah, which presumably means he made it a soft picture. plastic? Hey, why has nobody else... Okay, look, there's got to be, like... There has to be a Grey's Anatomy take on Inspector Gadget. Somebody has to have done that prior to us bringing this up right now. Oh, I get the feeling that there are are blueprint x-rays of Inspector Gadget out there somewhere. Okay, I'm actually looking at them. Okay, so... This is from the show, and he's just a robot all the way through. Yeah, no, that's, that's Turtles all the way down. I also have a cross-stitch pattern for Inspector Gadget. Oh, that's kind of dandy. Because that's what happens when you punch in cross-section to Inspector Gadget. Now, and then you've got the grim, dark version right there. Of course. Kind of wonder what Gadget was like before he was just replaced by his robot doppelganger. I don't know, but here's him wearing an apron because he's making sense. That's great. So this has been our episode. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Hope you had fun. Catch you next time. We might be sane. No, no, we are not going that far. We might be on topic. All right, fair enough. Maybe. Have a good night, everybody. I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Thank you for listening. I Thought They Smelled Bad on the Outside is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 3.0, unported, international license. 
Visit our website, sbopodcast.com, for more episodes, contact information, social media links, and if you could be so kind as to, please subscribe and rate our show on your podcasting app of choice. Uh. <laughs> I didn't get it in time. I tried to. I, I posted just a picture in the chat of a customized Figma Inspector Gadget, which is awesome. Is it about as creepy as the uh, creepy Woody? Holy shit. Holy crow. That is serious biz. That is all the guns. Yeah, but I don't remember Gadget having that many guns. Well, that's the the thing. It's from the movie. No, no. This was a customized Figma someone did for a a, uh, competition. No, but what I'm saying is it's from the movie where they were trying to make it the mask somehow. But that's weird and dumb. Yeah, well, it's why this planet will be thrown... That's why I'm dropping one of Saturn's moons on this planet. I'm telling you, it's just a spaceship. More reason to drop it on us. <laughs> that's like the one of the innermost ones, wasn't it? Yeah, that that's one oh, of the... Oh, right, I forgot he had a satellite in there, too. No, yeah. seriously. Conversion of mass does not explain Gadget. Well, here's what's really bad. is As a kid, I used to think that Gadget was really competent and Penny was the goofy sidekick. No. Penny was the hero of the show because Gadget was a dumbass. No, the dog, man. Dog was a master of disguise. Yeah, how... The fact that people kept falling for Brain, he doesn't even speak Which is properly. It's disturbing the more you think about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not clear how mad... It's disturbing. What does Mad do that allows them to afford the shit they have when they are that level of incompetent? Because they have to have some sort of industry on the side. Like, I no, don't know. No, no, they're just... They just spontaneously generate money, like Cobra. No, but Cobra, it's explained. Like They run successful of. businesses to conquer America. Well, Destro is just an arms dealer. Cobra Commander used to be a used car salesman. And then when his family died, he used the insurance money to start Cobra. <laughs> but his family also That's died... That's insurance buyout. Well, his family died in the same car wreck that cost Snake Eyes his voice. Because when you get into the, the mythology of Cobra Commander, he mm. is terrifying and completely insane. Yeah, That's well. Like, he was just... Wait, 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 wait. Something just popped into my head. Is Donald Trump Cobra Commander? No. No. Cobra Commander's actually kind of competent. He, he, okay. can, he can direct people for, like, a t- 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. Like, Destro, Destro knows not just, to cross Cobra Commander. You just described how, how Cobra Commander came to power, and I'm like, check, check, check. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, because that would also make Killian Conway the Baroness... And I'm not accepting. <laughs> no, that's not a world I'm living in. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Though that would kind of make Bannon Destro, and putting Bannon in a metal mask is something I can get behind. This is going into a bad, bad place. Anyway. Anywhere Bannon is, it is bad. This is true. All right, guys. Good night. Have a good night, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah that's it for me. I got to take a shower and then head to bed because I got to work tomorrow. Good luck with that. Well... <sighs> Well, hey, I'm just lucky I didn't have to work the weekend of Daylight Savings Time. Fuck that noise. Yeah, this used to be my favorite shift when I still worked nights. Because you clocked out an hour early? Exactly. Seven hours got paid for eight. <laughs> but by the other side of it, the the other one, the fall one, fuck whatever the that fuck noise. that's called, because I can't be ours to remember it. Well, see, see, bars close at two in Toronto. Yeah. Which means that, technically, we would have to explain to everyone... That no, 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 fuck no. We are not staying open an extra hour just because of this time change. Yeah. We're done. Scott's been working for 11 hours already. But with that, I would still build him for nine hours and get paid. Because it's like, no, I was physically in the building for well, nine consecutive hours. One of my favorite cons always seems to run on, uh, on the weekend of daily savings in the fall. So it's like one extra hour of just staying up late and partying at the con. Eh, nothing wrong with that. Well, like, con party is different. Yeah. Me working is like, no, I am already covered in rum somehow. I've done my time. I've been sprayed from head to toe in beer. It's like, I, like, here's the thing. Like, at two, they leave, and I still have to clean up. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I'm still not out of here till four. 
Dude, I feel you totally. I was a busboy at yeah. one of our local pubs. Oh, God, yeah. I started out as one of six. At the end of my four years there, I was the only busboy for three of them. Yeah. And I hated working on St. Patty's Day. Uh, St. Oh, Amateur's yeah. Day. Cause because it's a bunch of gaggling If it fell jumps. on a weekend, we got shitheads who were showing up Friday night if it, sh- if it came up on Sunday. My, you know my biggest excuse for St. Patty's Day? Irish breakfast. Beans, fried tomato, just a nice big heavy breakfast. That's it. That's my like for it. And that's just because I can't afford to do that very often. Well, there's also just like, <laughs> there's something to be said for some, like, broiled lamb shanks yeah. and mulligan stew. And I'll, e- I'll even take, like, the steamed cabbage nonsense. Yeah, why not? Like, but, it's, it's nice as a treat, but I'm going to go and get fucking wrecked and be like, yeah, I'm Irish. No, you're not. Like, granted, every Irish whiskey is, like, 2 to $4 off at the Lickbo. Which is why I have Tullamore Dew right now. It's good. It, it's quite nice. Again. Responsible users. What the fuck are the... Yeah. Oregon Ducks? Anaheim Moot? I don't understand anything. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go. All right. Later. Have a good night, man.